0: Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem and summoned the elders, the heads, the judges, and the officers of of Israel. And they presented themselves before God. And Joshua said to all the people, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Long ago your fathers lived beyond the Euphrates, Terah, the father of Abraham and of Nahor," And they served other gods. Then I took your father Abraham from beyond the river and led him through all the land of Canaan and made his offspring many. I gave him Isaac, and to Isaac I gave Jacob and Esau, and I gave Esau the hill country of Zaire to possess. But Jacob and his children went down to Egypt. And I sent Moses and Aaron, and I plagued Egypt with what I did in the midst of it. And afterward, I brought you out. Then I brought your fathers out of Egypt, and you came to the sea. And the Egyptians pursued your fathers with chariots and horsemen to the Red Sea. And when they cried to the Lord... He put darkness between you and the Egyptians and made the sea come upon them and cover them. And your eyes saw what I did in Egypt. And you lived in the wilderness a long time. Then I brought you to the land of the Amorites, who lived on the other side of the Jordan. They fought with you. And I gave them into your hand, and you took possession of their land, and I destroyed them before you. Then Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab, arose and fought against Israel. And he sent and invited Balaam, the son of Beor to curse you. But I would not listen to Balaam. Indeed, he blessed you, so I delivered you out of his hand. And you went over the Jordan and came to Jericho. And the leaders of Jericho fought against you, and also the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Girgashites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. And I gave them into your hand, and I sent the hornet before you, which drove them out before you, the two kings of the Amorites. It was not by your sword or by your bow. I gave you a land on which you had not labored, and cities that you had not built, and you dwell in them. You eat the fruit of vineyards and olive orchards that you did not plant. Now therefore, fear the Lord, and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the God that your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt, and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your fathers served in the region beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Then the people answered, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. Our God. But Joshua said to the people, You are not able to serve the Lord, for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions or your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, then he will turn and do you harm and consume you after having done you good. And the people said to Joshua, No, but we will serve the Lord. Then Joshua said to the people, You are witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen the Lord to serve him. And they said, We are witnesses. He said, Then put away the foreign gods that are among you and incline your heart to the Lord, the God of Israel. And the people said to Joshua, The Lord our God we will serve, and his voice we will obey. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day, and put in place statutes and rules for them at Shechem. And Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law of God. And he took a large stone and set it up there on the terebinth that was by the sanctuary of the Lord. And Joshua said to all the people, Behold, this stone shall be a witness against us, for it has heard all the words of the Lord that he spoke to us. Therefore it shall be a witness against you, lest you deal falsely with your God. So Joshua sent the people away Every man to his inheritance. After these things Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died, being a hundred and ten years old, and they buried him in his own inheritance at Timnath-Zerah, which is in the whole country of Ephraim, north of the mountain of Gaash. Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua, and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua and had known all the work that the Lord did for Israel. So far, the reading of God's holy word. We now join and sing together our song of preparation, which is Psalm 115. From Psalm 115, No, not to us, O Lord, but to your name be all the glory. With our loud acclaim, we honor and adore you. The stanzas, one one 5 and 6 of Psalm 115. The this morning you will find in the passage which was read, specifically the last sentence of verse 15, But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Beloved congregation of the Lord Jesus Christ, people who know the Bible know this passage from the book of Joshua. The text words, As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, are found inscribed on a wall plaque in many a home. People readily quote those words, and many a minister has preached a sermon on the passage. And still, this text is all too often quoted out of context. And so the force, so the power of this word does not really strike home to us. The verses 2 through 13 have been called a history lesson for the youth. That almost seems a bit simplistic after all. Verse 1 tells us that Joshua had gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem, as those tribes were represented by the leaders of each tribe. Joshua, it says, Joshua summoned the elders, the leaders, the judges, and the officials of Israel. And he then spoke to all of those people in the name of Yahweh. Also, he spoke at an official place then. Remember, Shechem was a place of historical importance both to the Israelites and, for that matter, to the Gentiles. Moreover... Joshua spoke at a special time and on a special occasion at a holy convocation. Nevertheless, it is right on to say that this is indeed a history lesson for the youth. Joshua, you see, is concerned that it is the Lord God, in whose name Joshua spoke, is concerned to speak to the youngest generation of the Israelites gathered at Shechem. Think of it. Joshua tells the history of the past to the generation of the present with an eye to the future. And that history lesson is, as it were, pulled together in the conclusions he draws in the verses fourteen and fifteen. But now the ultimate thrust of those conclusions you find in the words of our text, wherein Joshua then speaks those familiar words of the choice he and his house will make. So it is, as we will see, so it is Joshua places the people at at this historic moment, before the choice between the past and the future. Oh no, therein lies the heart of the text. I'm going to speak on the power of the choice, or simply choose. You must and you do. You will see that Joshua places the people before a decisive choice, a fellowship choice, and a faith choice. People talk a lot about choice, about choosing nowadays. And all too often, they think not only that the exercise of choice is a right which they have they think also there is a right which does not really obligate or commit them to anything at all. But, but we must remember it well in the church and for the members of the congregation for us, the exercise of choice is never, ever non-committal. Oh, it's true. The world thinks differently. That's why the world does not want to talk about the antithesis. That is, the world does not want to recognize that there is an intense spiritual conflict ongoing between those who confess the Lord of life and light and those who serve the prince of darkness. The world, you see, prefers to speak of dialogue. Everyone may say what he thinks, for truth, truth is not a matter of revelation. Truth is a matter of discovery, they say. Joshua, however, will have none of that. Notice the text words, that they begin with the word but. That little word but, you understand, underscores the antithesis and it points out the direction of the choice. It is true, you see, that much of the land had indeed been conquered by this time. But it's also true that much more remained to be done. And see, therein, many, many choices would present themselves. After all, the fact that the people before this had chosen for the Lord did not at all guarantee that they would continue to do that in the future. In the church of Old and New Testament alike, such things never come automatically. See the fact that you have made right choices in the past, making public profession of faith, presenting your children for baptism, supporting Christian schools. That fact, you see, does not at all guarantee that you will make the right choices in the future. Joshua clearly demonstrates that in this passage. You notice that when you recognize that the word but, with which the text begins, the word but separates the one possibility of choice from a host of other possibilities. And remember well, in her past, Israel had chosen for those other choices. The verses 14 and 15a say that clearly. Now that, you see, That underscores the fact that we must not skip over the immediate context of the words of our text. Because that context tells us something you rarely read elsewhere in the Bible. Think of it. Joshua says to the people gathered at Shechem, Your fathers served other gods. Ah yes, they at one time served the gods in the land beyond the river. That is, they had served the gods in the land from which Father Abraham had come. And they had served the gods in Egypt. That is, they had served the gods of Egypt. Well now, ordinarily... That sort of thing is not at all talked about in the Bible's books of history. You may think of that this way. The Lord did not, and he does not, speak evil of his people unnecessarily. He didn't keep on bringing up all kinds of negative things of Israel's past. But here, now that Israel stands before, is placed before a new beginning, here the Lord does remind the people of their past history. Do you know why? See, the reason for that is simply that the Lord wants to show His people that there will be a great number of choices Pretty soon, just as there had been in the past. As you may know, people, especially older people, people like to talk about the good old days. Everything of the past seems so much better than the present. Joshua, however, says nothing of the kind. Your fathers, he says, ah, yes, your fathers in the past served strange gods, many strange gods, gods from hither and yon. And and you, Israel, you also will have a variety of choices if, that is, if you do not continue to choose for the Lord. See, that is the point underscored in verse 15a. Listen carefully to the words of Joshua. If it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, he says, then, yes, then choose this day whom you will serve. Oh, yes, says Joshua, in effect. Oh, yes, if you, Israel, covenant people, refuse to serve the Lord in obedience to his word, well, then you will indeed have a wide range of choices available to you. You can then serve the gods of yesteryear, the gods your fathers served beyond the river in Mesopotamia, or you can serve the modern gods, the gods of this new land which you have entered, the gods of the Amorites in whose lands you now dwell. So it's true. You, the offspring of Abraham, you'll have lots of choices pretty soon. If indeed you decide not to go with the Lord God, why then you can choose whether you want to go back to the old-fashioned way of your forefathers or whether you prefer the new style of the new land you have now entered into to possess. It will be entirely up to you. But, But at the same time, Joshua lets them know That all of those many choices, whether old style or new way, all of them are in essence the same. Because they are all of one and the same direction. And that, you see, that is what the church today must still say to old and young people alike. Listen, folks, there are many, many choices out there today. Many possibilities apart from serving the Lord God. After all, there are the gods of yesterday and there are the idols of today. Oh, yes, modern theology and modern ethics pretends to come with something new. But you must remember it well. The new, the alleged new, is in fact really nothing more and nothing other than the old in modern dress. For example, the use of drugs is said to open new vistas to the user. But the fact is that drug users all seem to wind up at the altars of the very old mysticism of the East. And the cultic prostitution practiced by the Canaanites and other Eastern peoples from days of old in their holy places is remarkably similar to the group sex practices Of today, and the horoscope readers of today practice essentially what astrology has dictated throughout the ages. Oh, yes, people like to pretend that there is something new to be had, but a closer look reveals that it is really all so very old fashioned. And remembered well, and the Lord who oversees the centuries in but a moment of time, the Lord holds them all in derision. Well, now, Joshua, who in the name of the Lord disclosed Israel's past, remember, Joshua did that also. If you don't choose the Lord God, he says, But then you have a wide range of choices. You can then go for the old, the familiar, or you can then go for the new, the untried by you. But of one thing, you must be very sure, the old and the new, they are at bottom the same. Remember well, they are all rooted in the lie. They are all born of the evil one, who is the father of the lie. Therefore, the only other choice is and remains the choice of serving the Lord in obedience to his word. So it is, you see, that Joshua placed his own choice opposite all of the other other choices. And so he placed the people of the covenant before a clear-cut choice of direction. And he makes it clear that the only legitimate choice is the choice for Yahweh. But, But he also did something more than that. You see, Joshua also made it clear why the choice for Yahweh. Is the only legitimate, the only unto blessing choice. Because you see, what can be said of Yahweh can be said of no other God, whether old fashioned or modern. Consider. It. Who had made of Abraham, of that one man, and he as good as dead? Who had made of that one man a great nation, a people about to inherit a beautiful land, the land of Canaan? Who had been ever so patient with the all too often ungrateful people? Who had prepared the way, every step of the way, for them in order to make promise reality, who in short, who had shown himself such a God of deliverance, such a God of sovereign free grace? Was it not the Lord, you the God whom we may now know as the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ? Is the choice then a difficult one? Is it an uncertain of the future choice or or is it so that the future, a perspective of the future, a hope for the future is opened there where the Lord, through his servant Joshua, places his people before the choice, the choice as here presented. You realize the answer is obvious, right? And Joshua has made it so. Because you see, Joshua did not say, People, you may choose between the Lord Yahweh and other gods. Not at all. Just look again at verse 15. This is what Joshua said. And and if it is evil in your eyes, or if you are unwilling to serve the Lord, why then, I oh ask, yes, then you have a wide range of choices between old and new gods. The NIV translates, but if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you. In other words, if you judge that serving the Lord is a bad thing, then, oh yes, then do as your heart directs. Because then you will have lots of choice. People have called that the irony of Joshua. Be that as it may, the fact is this is dead earnest talk, and it is very pastoral. See a sinner, and that as you know, that includes all of us sitting in church here this morning. Well, now, a sinner in church will not quickly say there is an undesirable thing. To serve the Lord. Right? Of course he will not say that. Of course he. All of us. Will say. There is a good thing. To serve the Lord. Right? Is there anyone here. Who would not agree. With that. But Joshua knew. That ever so many people. Go limping about. With two altogether different opinions. That is why he, as prophet of the Lord, now draws a conclusion from the message, that is, from the history lesson for the youth, the lesson which he himself had first of all taught. Look, he says in effect, look, if you do not really fear the Lord, and if you don't really want to serve him in sincerity and faithfulness because serving the Lord means that you have to put away, that you have to be done with all the other gods remember, but now if you don't want to serve the Lord in godly fear see then I oh yes, then you will after all Find the service of the Lord a bad thing. And then, then you will, sooner or later, find that it is undesirable to serve the Lord, to serve Him alone. You will hear precisely that kind of talk when you talk to people who have left the church. Well, now, Right here, the rubber hits the road. You see, there are many people and many churches and many leaders in those churches who have drifted far away from the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, for example... So they think that the atonement through the cross of Christ and the call to faith in Jesus Christ need not be central in the proclamation of the church at all anymore today. Oh yes, they talk about serving the Lord all right. And they talk about being radical in that service. But but they confuse the radicalism which is demanded by one or another ideology they have embraced. They confuse that with the demand of the scripture. That we bring every thought captive to obey Jesus Christ. See, they refuse to bring every thought and every word and every action subject to the word of the Lord as it is rooted in Jesus Christ. But Joshua, that is, the word of the Lord, Joshua says to us today again, if the service of the Lord in radical submission to his word, is not really what you really want, then be open and above board about it. Then, then choose this day which of the many gods out there you want to serve. Think of it. Then you can choose. Choose. And there are many choices. There is the God of materialism, the God of humanism, the God of hedonism. There is the anti-pollution God and the world peace God. There's the anti- there is the God of liberation and the God of rock or punk, or new wave, or whatever else is out there of its kind. There is the God of alcohol or of drugs, the God of football or of hockey, the God of, ah yes, there are many, many more, and you know about them. And remember it well. The choice you make is indeed a radical choice precisely because it's a choice of life direction of your life's direction and only those who seek the Lord the God of the covenant in godly fear only they will know life Life eternal. Because life, salvation, it is given only in him who revealed himself to us in Jesus Christ. But then I move on to the second point. Namely, that this choice is a fellowship choice. Oh, you can't miss it. Joshua talks here about me and my house, or of me and my household. That tells us that Joshua is not not talking only of a personal choice here, rather he is talking about... A community of people, the community of people as he saw them in his family before him that day. Of that community for which he bore responsibility because he was the head of that house, of that household, something we do well to remember, of that community, he now says, we, we, will serve the Lord. Now I ask you, do you know what that choice of Joshua in and with his faith community meant? Ah, you see, it meant that they stood, yes, that they took their stand in opposition to all the other gods The old-fashioned as well as the newfangled of the day. It meant to stand in isolation. The isolation of which our fathers spoke when when they said, in our isolation lies our strength. In the choice of Joshua, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. In that choice, you can already faintly hear the much later prophecy of the remnant that returned to Yahweh and chose anew for him. Oh yes, people want to say of that choice, it is law, not gospel. But such a remark misses the boat altogether. For this is in fact the happy good news of Jesus Christ. Because, you see, this is the choice of the communion of saints which is rooted in Him who is our Savior and our Lord. Well now, that is the choice which the Lord asks of you, of all of us, today, in the fellowship of the people wherein the Lord has called you, in the fellowship of of his church the church of Jesus Christ here in this community and you must know that that choice here means a choice for Christian for reformed isolation remembered well when you say yes to the Lord but then you and your faith community you Stand alone. That is, you then stand separated from the world. And see, therein, there is something that is frightening. Something we want by nature to resist. Something we would want desperately to argue against. And it is indeed something that goes against the grain, against the spirit of our times, against the spirit of ecumenism and of dialogue and of compromise. More and more, you will stand out. More and more, you will stand alone as you choose radically for the Lord. Remember... It will not become easier to be a confessor of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in our nation, in Ontario today. They will take it ill of you, and you will not, if you will not worship, at the shrine of the brotherhood of all mankind, as advocated by the government and our children will be jeered and they will be mocked if they will not sing the songs of the age. Ah, yes, they and their parents will be seen as being divisive if they refuse to subject themselves to the programs advocated by the state to be taught in the schools of the land. And... All will be despised and persecuted who refuse to shout the slogans of the age. And because that is so serious and so frightening, see, that is why it is also so very necessary to remember that you do, after all, not stand alone. Remember... The Lord, the Lord is gathering a people. Ah, yes, he has been gathering that people from the beginning of the world, and he will be gathering them to the end time, the close of the age. And you, by faith in him, through grace, you may forever be a living member of that people, the church of Jesus Christ. The me and my house of which Joshua spoke, you see, is seen today in the fellowship of the Christian church. That church communion is our family and she shall be more than conqueror through Christ who loved her and gave himself up for her. Just a word yet. But the last point. Namely that this is a faith choice. But as for me in my house. Said Joshua. We will serve the Lord. Notice we will do that. Or we are doing that. And we will continue to do that you hear it, that is the language of confession from the mouth of that faith community which with one voice chooses for the Lord alone. Ah, yes, chooses to serve Him alone, chooses to serve Him not only by saying yes, but also by doing all His commandments. Oh, it is very easy to say the word, yes. The people, the people of Israel gathered at Shechem did just that. And Joshua called them out on that. You see, Joshua heard in the answer of the people that they thought rather lightly of the challenge confronting them. Remember now, Joshua would soon die. And they all stood at a new beginning in what was for them the modern world. All too easily, all too glibly, they said to Joshua, Far, far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. Oh no, you can't miss it. The leaders of the people gathered at Shechem to hear this history lesson for the youth. Those leaders had no grasp of, yes, they had no idea of the power with which the gods of the land would lure the people in the days to come. Joshua, however, lets them feel that it is not so simple. Look at verse 19. You are not able to serve the Lord, says Joshua, for he is a holy God. People, says Joshua, in effect. People, do you really know yourselves? Do you really know who the Lord is? Joshua then proceeds to draw the lines even sharper he says in verse 23 then put away the foreign gods that are among you and incline your heart to the Lord the God of Israel that verse you understand oh yes that verse tells us that Joshua knew that the first answer of the leaders of the people was all too, too superficial an answer. Joshua knew then what still happens in the church today. He knew that people say yes, while they, at the same time, continue to cling to the strange gods, the idols, both of old and new expression of the age but serving the lord means making oh, yes it means that you must make a faith choice it means putting away all other gods and inclining your heart to serve the lord god and him alone That is why the language is so very sharp here. You see, it is either or. But you can't have it both ways. So then, congregation of the Lord Jesus Christ, lay aside every inclination to serve strange gods and exercise yourself herein that you serve the Lord in singleness of heart. So it will be that the ages will bear witness that there were parents here and children who resolutely chose for the serve of the Lord in godly fear, in singleness of heart. So it will be that the ages will bear witness that there were parents here and children who indeed so chose. And, ah, never forget it, and joined to that choice is the inheritance, the inheritance of the land of promise, of Jesus Christ, of the earth, of the heavenly Jerusalem, of the new heaven. And the new earth, which will be filled with the service of the one and only true God. To him be praise and glory now and forever. Praise the Lord. Amen. We join now in together from Psalm 135, Psalm 135, Hallelujah, praise the Lord and exalt his holy name, the stands 1, 6, 7 and 9.